You're listening to the One and a Half Asians podcast with your hosts, Wu Chou Yi and Cody G. Hello. Our mics are working, as always. Away we go. It's a cold one out there, isn't it? Oh, that's an understatement of the year. I know the year's young, but that might hold up for the rest of the year, Wu. This week has been insane. It's colder here than it is in, like, the Arctic. Seriously? That's what the polar vortex is. So, due to global warming, where we are is warmer than it traditionally should be. So, let's say it's 10 degrees warmer. Our cold that should be here acted as a buffer, and it kept the cold up north, up north. But because it's warm, the cold's able to drop down and cover the continent. That's a polar vortex. So, we are experiencing literally the weather that should be up north in the Arctic. Craziness. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> it's, it's painful being outside. It's it like, really yeah, painful. you could get frostbite from being outside. It is, like, dangerous for you to be outside with exposed skin for long periods. Not even long. It's like medium. Medium yeah. periods of time. So welcome, everyone. Yeah. One and a half Asians back at you. Season two, episode five. This is Wu. This is Cody. So... You'll have heard a brand new intro that uh, that we worked on. It's uh, it's, it's rewarding. It's it was, amazing. It's super. I, I'm not gonna lie. I just did it in GarageBand. It's it probably sounds more impressive than the work that I put into it. Uh, given that that program is super cool. It sounds professional. I'm I'm happy with the results. I genuinely genuinely was smiling when I listened to it the first time. So I'm pretty happy about that. Kind of reminds me of like a. What do you call it? Like, almost like an intro to a show. I mean, it is an intro to a show. Yeah, but it's, like, that's verbatim what like, it is. <laughs> like a show that I've seen before. Like something oh, could you imagine I just copied somebody's? <laughs> <laughs> you better not. <laughs> if anyone is offended at me copying, just let us know what, what, what we're, uh, which show, and I'll go ahead and fix that. I did. I made three or four of them, but uh, this is the one that I think was the best. That's right. I'm happy <laughs> with it. So we're going to be going with that going forward. Cool. So that's uh, that was one of our goals on episode one of season two was getting some some actual introductory and, and outro music. So we're checking them off, checking goals <laughs> off. <laughs> so I think uh, what I'd like to talk about today was kind of some words of wisdom that um, I'd heard once, and that everyone in life has to have kind of three things: uh, something to do, something you're aiming for. Uh, but one that I've been lacking on the last few, my like early adult years, is something to look forward to. Um, so like something you do is that's work, goals that we've worked on. We've talked about that on the, on the podcast. We're improving the podcast, doing the podcast, thinking about different streams of income, uh, health goals, uh, family yeah. goals. Yeah. But the last one that I hadn't been doing, which kind of kept me like, ground down in the details was something to look forward to. So I'm trying to plan a quick little vacation out to Montreal. Oh, nice. To give me something to look forward to, to kind of like mentally revive myself. When do you think this trip's going to go down? So if all goes well, it'd be the end of February, beginning of March, which is like the heart of winter, but Montreal at that time has a festival called Luminaire. It's kind of like Nuit Blanche in Toronto, uh, combined with a film festival and a food festival. So like there, there's chefs coming over from France, there's all kinds of ind- independent movies being uh, shown, and then uh, lots of outdoor public art spaces. So you are going there for like a legit vacation, right? You're not going there to like 
to work. Work for if I was going to work somewhere, it wouldn't be for the entire time. It would be like I'd pick one night, I'd pick a Saturday night and say, "Hey." And that's like the stodge. Type. That's the stodge. Cool. But I don't know. I think my priority wouldn't be work based for this vacation. It would be like just getting out and experiencing. I, I really like new places and new locations. I find it like opens my my way of thinking. It adds like a height to the way I look at myself and my life and it, it puts things in perspective going to new places like that that's a good thing I, I really I enjoy going new places too I just I don't do it often enough well, it's harder now with kids absolutely but. it is but that's what I'm trying to say is that we if we want to have a well-rounded life and want to achieve the goals that we're setting out to achieve we have to plan these these things to keep us motivated I agree because I've when I went to Cuba, like, this is the first time I've been, like, out of the country in so long, like, yeah. a few years ago, I felt just being in the airport. Liberating? Yeah. Just going somewhere. Just the, <laughs> just the thought, like, yes, this for sure, we're, we're leaving. Yep. Felt so wonderful. It felt amazing. And then actually doing it, and you come back, and you're like, we should do this more often. And then a year goes by, another year goes by. Exactly. You don't do anything. You got to plan it. You do have to plan, so that's one thing. Actually, from that, we, we had our destination wedding. Yep. But then after that, we haven't really gone anywhere. Well, uh, I mean, it sounds kind of cliche for those of us in the uh, the Golden Horseshoe. Um, have you thought about Great Wolf Lodge out in Niagara? Are you no. familiar with that? Yeah, I am. My brother's gone a few times. Right? That seems like a... A nice little vacation. Exactly. Like a weekend. Like a, like nice a weekend, weekend getaway. Something you can look forward to. There's going to be so many photo ops. Oh, yeah, and that place would be great for kids. It, right. Well, it yeah, is it kids. is for kids. It is for kids. Come Not on. to mention, like, the whole Fremont Street experience. They might be a little too young to experience a lot of it, but yeah. Great Wolf Lodge. And then it'd be great, um, like, maybe at somehow you and uh, Esther can get out to dinner, go to the casinos right there. Take the grandparents. The I was just going to say, like, <laughs> maybe extend the uh, the invite. Of course. Anywhere we go, I, I usually involve my parents now. Well, because uh, that's a nice thing. Because... My mom really doesn't go anywhere. She just stays at home. She's, she doesn't plan anything. I know. And my dad's just too lazy to plan. His, I told you, his style of vacation is driving 10 hours. <laughs> driving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stopping. Turning around? To like, you know, he, is, he loves rest stops. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He likes That's to the ultimate off. coffee table book. Yeah. He loves rest stops to, of Ontario. <laughs> he loves to drive. Next rest stop, we're going there. And then he gets off, you know. Smokes a little, yeah, and then gets back in the car and you know, gets a coffee. No, sorry, gets another coffee, and we're back on the road. Yeah. Next rest stop he sees, he's like, pull in, <laughs> and we're at the rest stop again. Like our whole trip is pretty much rest stop. Oh geez. We would get to the destination faster if he just didn't love going to these rest stops. <laughs> <laughs> and his excuse is like, the car needs a break. Like, no. Well, <laughs> having done a, a long coast to coast road trip. The rest stops in the States are a lot better than Canadian ones, so maybe yeah. you should uh, head down south. We should, but that's his definition of a, a vacation. Esther really hates that type of stuff. She really hates... Road trips? She hates road trips. She hates endless road. Okay, well then do so not like drive across she, Canada. Yeah, she, she drove to, uh, with her family, she drove to PEI yep. from Mississauga. Mm -hmm. Every time she would go over a hill, and you know like when you see like just open land, yep. just trees... <laughs> it would she would straight up get angry she was saying like, 
She had to not sit in the front. She had to like be in the back and just not look at all that. Like even though it's beautiful nature. Yeah. She's like, no. Frustrated <laughs> with all the nothingness? Frustrated with nothing. Just over and over and over again for hours. Yep. That's fair. So we won't be doing that anymore. Nope. Sounds like uh, <laughs> the local Niagara trip is the much better option for you. I think so. So yeah, I started planning out vaguely a Montreal trip. I'm going to be an adult and I'm not going to drive. I'm going I'm to take a plane out there. I'm going to... Oh, you're taking a plane. Yeah. Uh, the Porter uh, Porter Service, is that, they're actually having a sale right now. So it's like 25% more to fly compared to the cost of driving, but yeah. it is 10 and a half hours quicker to fly. Yeah, oh, so you can just enjoy your time. Exactly. What are you going to – well, you don't need a car when you're there, right? Exactly. Once you're downtown, then you're downtown. You can use public transit. Cool. Plus, I really like walking in a new city. That was something that I'm a big fan of. When I was doing my road trip across Canada and the United States, I would pull in, find my hotel, drop my bags off, and just walk the city just to kind of understand. You start to get a sense of how cities are built or what commonalities are between small towns and bigger towns. And It was just neat to observe these things. I really like the walking through a, a new city. You said you wanted to one day move there like just move there yeah i want to just up and go what do you think that's going to be well if anything it would be in the in the uh the fall of this year if my kind of vision starts to come into fruition but it would just be like a design one year move like sign a one-year lease crush it in montreal for a year and come back i feel like once you go there you're gonna love it so much that you're just gonna want to stay or I love it so much that I keep continuing to live different places. But you don't know until you know, and you need to have something to look forward to. Will. That's true. I used to go to Montreal often because my older brother, he went to McGill. Yep. So he spent like seven years there. Oh, yeah, I so remember that now. To, we used to go there pretty much like a few times a year. Yeah. And even as a young kid, I loved it there. I was like, this city's amazing. Well, like it's the cultural hub of Canada, I think. Yeah, even as like a grade four or five-year-old or grade five, I was just like, my goodness, this place is different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's different. It's like not Toronto. It's Montreal. Yep. And, like, I was able to at least recognize that even at such a young age. So maybe I should take my kids over there. That sounds like something that you could look forward to. Could you imagine if you had a good friend living in the city already? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so listeners who tuned in last week will have – Remember that I went to a miso-making course uh, last week in Toronto. Um, and then that kind of sparked a conversation with my mom, talking about miso soup and different Japanese pickles that we went through. And then my mom opened up with all these, like, food memories that she had never really talked about before, um, about different Japanese pickles that my grandmother used to make. Um, Nutka was one that she, like, very vividly remembers. And then... That got me super curious because that's what I do. I see food. I think food and went and did research. And, like, that's kind of a, a really big part of Japanese home eating. There's yeah. rice, there's soup, and there's pickles. And uh, they're not like a pickle, like a dill pickle with a cucumber. Yeah. It's a wide variety of vegetables done in a wide variety of pickling and ferment, uh, fermenting variations. That's the same way with Korean food as well. Yeah? Yeah. So, like, kimchi... But is there anything else? No, there's lots of stuff. I probably don't know all of them, but we use pickling for, you know, cabbages, radishes, uh, peppers. You can pickle anything. My mom's has pickled, like, uh, what is it? 
habanero peppers. Yeah. She's pickled jalapenos. Oh, yeah. She's pickled garlic. She just has her own recipes, but, like, pickling is the main thing. Yeah. And she just has her own way of pickling, and it just goes great with rice. <laughs> I was just <laughs> going to say. You... you can eat so much rice when you have pickled foods. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> like, there's just so many things, and it's just healthy for you. No, yeah, like, the from it it's good for your gut, your biome. Yeah, so like any type of diet food you're doing, like if you wanted to go on like a full Japanese diet or like a Korean diet, I would say it's like one of the best diets you could probably go on. Well, that's what I it got me thinking um, about like food programming. If you if you were genetically from a culture that ate rice uh, soup and pickles for thousands of generations, yeah. and all of a sudden you moved to Canada. Like, a lot of the meals that my mom made at home was a bed of rice with chili on it or a bed of rice with a stew on it, like things to go with rice. Yeah. But those are very Western dishes. And I think it would be really neat to kind of bring back that Japanese tradition. And then, I don't know, I think it could be healthy and it would be a neat food experiment. Bring it back to where? Like, you want the to home. start? Just the home? Yeah. yeah. Like, I've started to make miso so we could have miso soup for breakfast. I mean, that's like... That's still months off because it has to yeah. take time to make. But uh, having a good miso for miso soup, is like that would be a very easy breakfast. That's true. Kettle, walk around, miso, soup. <laughs> I mean, that's the best. Like, even with Korean food, you there's always some type of either stew, like you're talking about. Yeah. Like, where it's like family style. It's in the middle. Yep. And then everyone is just serving Rice themselves. and stew. Um, or it's just like a soup that you have beside as well, like mm-hmm. a bowl of rice and then a bowl of soup, and then all your, we call it panchan. Like yep. it's all just um, side dishes that you eat with your rice. Yeah. So that's really popular, and like they're all healthy. Like it's, uh, <laughs> it boggles <laughs> my mind how. Maybe this could be the new super trendy health food. It's like just. Well, it's getting so popular. Like Korean, Jap- like Asian food, I think is starting to gain legitimacy legitimacy again because everyone i guess is just tired of the western foods like well just... like asian food has exported itself well globally but it's very specific things like sushi like everyone likes it but that's a one very narrow aspect of the japanese yeah. cuisine the palate plus it's just a different time too like it's not like seriously like 50, 20 25 years ago yep where if you pull out some weird food people aren't going to be like Ew, what's that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I legitimately have an experience at school when yeah. my mom made me... Uh, it wasn't sushi rolls. Like, there was no fish in it, but there's, yep. it's, it was a roll um, with very normal ingredients that didn't smell weird or anything. It yep. was just, like, um, sausage, yep. carrots, spinach, um, and just another radish pickle. So it doesn't, didn't smell weird at all. Yep. But it's just in the form of a sushi. But then I remember all my friends and everyone around me being like, what the hell is that smell? Or like, what is that? I'm like, first of all, like if it was now, (laughs) if it was me today now, I'm like, calm the hell down. This is just like sesame oil you're smelling. Yeah. This is just Hold your horses. Yeah. And I'm like, it just, and like the smell of just a hot dog. Yep. But because it's in that different shape, people were like, what the hell is that? Judging you. Exactly. So it's not like that anymore. Like you yep. do that these days, people are like, "Oh, that's super cool. What are you eating? Can I try some?" Like, so that chef that I talked about in the ramen um, episode, yeah. David Chang has this like personal vendetta. He, he takes it offensively how popular Korean food has become. 
because of the fact that when he grew up and he took Korean food to school, he was ostracized for it because it smelled and it was weird. So now when he sees all these like super trendy hipsters making kimchi <laughs> at home, he's like almost offended that they're like taking his culture. Yeah. Specifically because he was ostracized for living that earlier in his life. I don't like the fact. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't also don't like the fact that people, when they just think of Korean food, a lot of them are just like, oh, Korean barbecue. Yeah. I love Korean barbecue. <laughs> like, there's a lot more to it than just Korean barbecue. Like, oh, yeah. There's a, a huge food culture. And even with Japanese food, they'll be like, oh, I love sushi. And I'm like, there's a lot more to it. Than Yo, a big sushi. part of Japanese food is barbecue yakitori. Yeah. Yeah. So they got a lot to learn, these people still. Well, we got to <laughs> we gotta spread our message. Spread our message and spread the love, I guess. <laughs> There's a lot of hate going on right now. <laughs> With who, Wu? Nobody. Nobody. With kids that you see walking down the street vaping, you vaping. just want to get out and punch them in the face? <laughs> <laughs> I saw some the other day, actually. Did you punch them? No. Good. Just like, That's a good decision. Stop vaping. <laughs> I told you, it's just these kids with backpacks. Yeah? They just shouldn't be smoking. So if you see a child, same size, no backpack, vaping, how do you feel? Still the same, I guess. Yeah? I just don't want. Shouldn't be that young and doing that. <laughs> it's like old people, like when they smoke and they see like younger kids smoking, be like, uh, "These look at these dumb kids." <laughs> <laughs> I guess so they're just getting. I'm just getting old. <laughs> You're gonna start getting, telling kids to get I'm, off your lawn soon. I'm getting old and grumpy, which is <laughs> it's not good. Well, you earned it, Woo. You've lived your thirty years. <laughs> Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Well, <laughs> if we're being specific. But since we are talking about vaping. Yeah. It has been a topic, a hot topic of our podcast lately. Oh, gotta love the vapes. You just got one today. I, literally hours ago. And? It was, uh, it's neat. Uh, so I ordered a CBD vape pen. So it's 100% CBD, zero THC. So when I take a vape hit, I don't get high, but you should, in theory, get all the CBD benefits. Calming, better sleep management, um, anti-inflammatory. Um, so I got two flavors, lime and mango, both of which I really enjoy. And, uh, yeah, so... Did you feel any positive effects after... Yeah, it was calming. But I think, in my experience with uh, the CBD drops, that it was more of a loading effect. So if I, if I took it in the morning, afternoon, and night for a week, mm -hmm. then I noticed my overall mood stabilized. Rather than mm -hmm. I was having a moment of anxiety... Or I was having a moment of frustration, and I took a drag on the vape, and it and it released that tension, yeah. anxiety. So for me, it's not so much acute as more of like a long-term, the lowers are low, the highers okay. are, sorry, the lowers are higher and the highs are lower. So you're planning on almost taking it like a supplement every day. Exactly. So like, wake up, do a little vape, midday, do a little vape, evening, do a little vape. Okay. That's a good way to actually use it. That's, I mean, to me, that seems like the way to use it rather than reacting to True. my emotions or my, my state, my mental state. I'd rather be proactive yeah. and try to just put myself in a state that I can be productive and take advantage of. It's a good way of thinking of it, actually. Yeah. I think I might actually adopt that. Um, and then if I do feel super anxious or that I need to do something, then I could go to weed, to something with a THC, um, because I still find that if I'm really upset 
and I feel something, like I have to do something. Yeah. And if I, it's usually do some form of exercise. And if after the exercise I still feel off, then I know I should probably just smoke a joint. That's cool. So there's always that, like, that I could, I still have a card to play yeah, yeah. if there's an acute moment. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of CBD. Yeah. I am a big fan of the vaping method of administ- <laughs> administering it to yourself. Yeah, it's clean. Uh, I really like it's, it. It's convenient. Oh, and right? super convenient. Convenient. You don't have to roll And discreet. Anything. Yeah, it's discreet. Transportable. So I, ha- I, bought, I bought my brother first. He, he bought me the first just pure CBD. Yeah. One, and it was called like Charlotte's Web. Yeah. got weird names for all these things, but I was a big fan of that, right? So I just wanted to test what, because on this website, same one I gave you. Yep. They had these one-to-one ratio CBD-THC. Yeah. So I was wondering, okay, let's try a little bit stronger, I guess. Let's <laughs> let's see if, if my tolerance has gone up. So I bought this one called ACDC. It's a one-to-one <laughs> CBD-THC. Okay. And first night, this was over the weekend, I took a vape. One hit before bed. Yeah. And I felt it strong. <laughs> like, I was, like, after five minutes, I was high. Oh, yeah. Like, I couldn't believe it, though, because I was like, I thought this was supposed to be one-to-one. Yeah. I don't know whether it's because, like, this distillate stuff is stronger. It's a concentrate. But I was, like, up there. Sorry, just to recap, it was like a single... It was just a single... Single pull. So a single pull. So it's a single pull and a vape. It, you could do it for maybe five seconds, yep. five, six seconds. I did it for about five seconds. Held it in a little bit probably like two or three seconds and then exhaled so it was a substantial hit it was it, w- it was pretty big <laughs> but i thought like the one-to-one i thought okay i'm still pretty safe so just in case i took a hit of cbd after just yep. pure cbd i'm like okay i'm supposed to You'll mellow dilute it, out. it. I'm supposed to mellow it out but still i just laid down in bed and i just remember thinking to myself holy crap like, yeah i am super high yeah um but I didn't freak out because I, I remembered what yeah, this feeling was. Yeah, you've been through there, muscle memory. So I just went to sleep. I just kind of enjoyed the feeling. Yep. When I'm high, when I close my eyes, I see kind of like stars. Like I just kind of imagine myself floating in space. Okay. And I'm just trying to look for something. I don't oh, know what it is. You have to do the sensory deprivation tank while high then. Maybe, yeah. That might be, that might be really fun. Um. But that, I just close my eyes, and I don't fight it. I just let it. Well, yeah, you can't fight it. You have to relax into yeah, it. I know it's going to take a while for it to wear off anyway, so I just figure, okay, I'll close my eyes, and I see stars, and I just kind of, I stargaze, yep. and then I fall asleep, right? So the other day, I think it was uh, days today, Monday night, Yep. Esther was having a really bad headache oh, no. all day, so... I was at work, so I couldn't really help her with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I wanted to always test CBD on her because she gets headaches every now and then. And she's she's been one to take Advil when yep. she has a headache or when she has some type of pain. Are it's, you against Advil? I am. For every use? Not or? for everything. I know there's some things, like especially with women who experience menstrual cramps. Yep. Who am I to say, you know, don't take Advil? Yeah. Like, you can, there's other things you can take. Like, I, I, I'm... I can't say that. Yep. Because I have no idea what it's like. Because a simple stomach ache, I'm like on the ground. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. And they'll look at me and be like, you wimp. Yeah. So, 
yeah, I'm 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 against Advil, but like I understand people have to take it for yep. for certain pains. But I've always wanted to try CBD with her. Yep. Um, but I made a mistake. I told her to try the ACDC. Yep. The one to one THC CBD. She's never had THC before. She's never smoked wow, marijuana really? ever. So I, she's, you know, she was very cautious trying it. She didn't take a huge pull like I did the first mm-hmm. time. She just probably did like three seconds, inhaled, exhaled. Yep. And I kid you not, within f- five to ten seconds, she said her headache was gone. Nice. Right? It was gone, and she was fine. And she was able to function, and then she got her appetite back. Yep. So she, this was like at night, near like nine o'clock. So she started like eating food again because she didn't eat anything all day because of this headache Mm -hmm. and she enjoyed this feeling so i was like oh sweet yeah that's that's great but then i said okay if you like this feeling would you like to try it once more before we go to bed yeah um so she she agreed because she's like okay if i feel this good now I, i might just feel better yep so she took one last hit before she went to bed this was a longer one. This is about five seconds. <laughs> and then she laid down. So I also took two hits. Yep. I should have only done one. But I, also, I also did two because I'm like, okay, if she did two, I'm just going to do two. Yeah, I'm going to catch up. Let's just, <laughs> let's just take two and let's just have a good night's sleep because I, I knew I wasn't going to freak out. Yeah. So we're in bed now. Uh, five minutes passes. And I hear her breathing heavily. Yeah. Right, and this is around the time that I'm also getting really very high. <laughs> and I hear her get out of bed and turn the light on. So I look at her, and I can tell she's in panic mode. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, she's freaking out. Yeah. All right. I know that what this is all about. Yep. I've been there, Ricky. <laughs> Ricky Kangura. I've been here. Yep. And I could tell, like, holy crap, she's going through what I'm going. She's she's paranoid mm-hmm. so she's like not enjoying she's she what she described it as like is when she closed her eyes she felt like she was in an endless loop yep so she felt like if she was in space she felt like she couldn't get out yep so she had to turn the light on and then she started walking around so she she's not just motionless yeah you have to ground yourself in the body yeah so she she just kept pacing back and forth in the room she kept lying in bed. I just told her, like, just lie back down. You're okay. Because the one thing I remember when I was high was I felt unsafe. Mm-hmm. So I kept trying to assure her, don't worry. You're safe at least, okay? Yeah. This is just a feeling that you're having. I know it's weird. I've been there. But just remember, I'm here. Yep. And I will not sleep until you go to sleep, okay? Mm-hmm. But that didn't work. <laughs> she, she was more angry at that point that I administered the second yeah. dose. Yep. <laughs> So I could see that in her. She was freaking out, but at the same time, she was pissed. She was, <laughs> she was pissed because she's like, why did I put myself in this situation? Yeah. I was feeling fine. Now she's feeling bad. Yeah. I felt terrible. Well, yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad, but I couldn't. I was so high at the point, too. I'm like, I can't do anything for her. Yeah. I was just kind of sitting there. I'm like, holy crap, I'm high, too. <laughs> but I'm freaking out now. Yep. Like, I normally I'm calm now, but I'm freaking out because she's freaking out. Yep. So we're both in the room freaking out. <laughs> and then I'm trying to, like, calm her down. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go downstairs and get you some water. Yep. So I'm, I'm forgetting, like, where the water is downstairs. <laughs> I'm like, my parents are still awake. I'm like, hey, I'm just getting some water. 
<laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to like stabilize myself as I'm walking back upstairs. I give her the water, she drinks, still nothing. She's still freaking out. So I'm like, aha, I have that pure CBD pen. Okay. <laughs> so I, I put that on the battery and I'm like, here, take a few puffs of this. She does. Doesn't do anything. Yep. So I take a few puffs. Doesn't do anything. Yep. So we were awake for the next half an hour, just freaking out together. <laughs> and she was like, pretty much saying, like, don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually she fell asleep. But the, the weirdest thing that helped her fall asleep, I would say, actually, it's not weird. She closed her eyes. I knew she was freaking out. So I said, okay, if breathing doesn't help, like, I tried to get her to meditate. Okay, just focus on your breath. That didn't work. So I said, okay, finally. Let's just think about our kids. Just think about TJ. Just think about Ty. Yep. With each breath that you take, just picture them and just imagine yourself just calming down. Yeah. And as soon as I said that, within five minutes, she was asleep. Nice. So I thought that was super cool yep. that like our kids had that much of a more powerful effect mm-hmm. than the THC. Yep. It brought her back to just breathing normally and just being calm. Yeah. And when I asked her the next morning, I'm like, how did that help? And she's like, oh, it brought her back to reality. Like, that's her life, her children. Mm -hmm. And she remembered the last thing that they were wearing before they went to bed. She kept focusing on their faces. Yep. And then last thing she remembers is just their faces. And she went to sleep. Hmm. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but she's still pretty mad at me that I, I can imagine her, so, yeah. <laughs> that I got her that high. So that's, I can tell you for sure that she will not be using THC or marijuana any time in the future. Esther, if you hear this, I've I've been there. I was much younger than you are now. Uh, I was in my my teen years, but it just shows you the power. Like anything that can affect your 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 psyche, um, it needs to be respected. Like same yeah. with alcohol. You, well, at least in my experience, there was that time when, like, you overdid it, and it affected how you treated alcohol from that point forward. Yeah. Same with weed. You realize that too much is not better. Exactly. So, I'm sorry again. Very sorry. But that was just a night a night <coughs> to forget. Because, like, it was, like, it, I, was, I was certain that we were going to be up for the next two and a half hours. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, she's going to want to wait till this wears off. <laughs> I'm going to have to be awake. And then at the same time, I'm freaking out because I'm worried that TJ or Ty is going to wake up in the next room. Yep. So I'm freaking out that she's freaking out. And I'm freaking out that yeah. they might wake up. <laughs> so it was just a terrible night. <laughs> well, something to learn, learn from, Lou. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, I'll be taking a break from THC for a while. Yeah? Just a little bit because... That was. Do you want to just try the CBD loading that I kind of? I think so. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll try that to see how that changes because I've been using it more the like the acute way that you've been yeah. saying. Like when I feel stressed, I'll be like, <sighs> and then I'll feel. And bad. like having been around a lot of smokers, there's some like there is something about the physical act of smoking that if it does help you in times of like acute, and you need to, I mean, still use it that way, but the way I had kind of envisioned the CBD experiment was I would like to like load it yeah. and then take notes on how I'm feeling. That's a good idea. Cause I'm actually considering buying one of my dad's ones that he has on the shelf over there. Yeah. 
and trying it that way. He's got the tincture one. Yeah, tincture one. Yeah. So, I figure why not. The, the effect of the drops was great, but I just, again, like, traveling with a glass bottle and having to drop, like... Every time? Yeah, it just was less convenient for me. Like, you can't do that while driving. That's true. You can't just, like, pull that out in the middle of a shift at work and just, like, well, I'm going to put some drops in my mouth. <laughs> Can you vape during your shift, though? I don't just think go so. outside and walk back in. Oh, I see. That's just why you're cooking up caramelized onions, <laughs> my sister actually messaged me about that today. She uh, she had a sandwich with caramelized onions on it, and uh, she didn't really like the sandwich because it was super bitter. And then as soon as she finished the sandwich, she listened to our, our last episode. and was like, oh. <laughs> that bastard sold me fake caramelized onions. <laughs> These fake old caramelized onions. These burnt onions. <laughs> I paid extra for this. Yeah, probably. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, – see, people are learning from our podcast. Spread knowledge. The health benefits. Another thing, actually, Esther couldn't lift her arms when she was high. Yeah? For some reason, her whole body just went... She had to stand up. She had to keep pacing. Hmm. That's interesting. It's all in her head, I think, probably, but... Yeah, but like... Yeah, it is all in her head, but... There's something to be said about things in your head. That's true. That is your reality. That's true. Well, Woo, there's something we haven't talked about that I'm interested to get your point, your uh, your take on. Anthony Davis and the NBA has demanded a trade. Do you think I the know. Raptors should make a move? No. No? No. You do not like the idea of Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, and Anthony Davis playing together? I like it if the Raptors are just thinking this is a year. If it's not this year, then go and rebuild. Then mm-hmm. fine, go ahead. But I like the team as it is right now. You know what I mean? I, I know exactly what you mean. This is a very tough decision. It's, no, it's not tough for me. I'm saying I'm saying we don't need him. Even oh, if, you're saying that we have a legitimate shop to win currently. As as it is right now. Yep. It's I don't I'm in love with all of our young pieces that we have. I I don't want to give any of them up. Yeah. Just because there's so much potential still, you know how much our young core has grown. Oh and yeah, they're, and they're and they're showing growth every single year. We've watched it, we've right. They're they're getting physically stronger. Yeah, they're improving each part of their game. Yep. Don't get me started with Pascal Siakam. That guy is <laughs> like, like I'm sure with anything he's probably gonna be included for. A star he would be yeah, probably the centerpiece. No, I don't want to give him up. Yeah. I don't want to give him up. I don't want to give OG up. Which means... So the whole trade package, the theory would be Pascal, OG, either uh, Valanchunas or um, no. Abaka for, to make numbers match, and either Norm or CJ, and potentially picks. No. So you say no to that. I say no, because then our bench is going to be no, like nobody. But do you need a bench when you have... You do still. You still do, and I don't. I don't think... Plus, after that, you have to convince Anthony Davis of staying when yep. his contract is up. We're already running that risk with Kawhi. I don't want two players to be on that. So the concept that. would be if we trade for Davis, we get him for the rest of this year, yeah, and then, and then, then next the next year. year. But then after the next year, Lowry and Davis's contract would both be up, and we could sell four packages of young players in return to start the rebuild. 
because and the same with Valentunas and Ibaka's um, contracts would be off whichever one we ended up keeping. So yeah. you would have basically full co- um, like a full two max contract slots. That's true. No, still don't like it. All right. Well, you heard it here That's first, my folks. Final <laughs> Just the way, even like the competition, right? The Raptors are already up there with our current team. Yep. Right? Adding him, having to go through the chemistry issues. And seriously, if they want to win now, I don't think adding a player right now will make us that much better. Just chemistry is a big thing for me. Yeah. And I don't think it's that's, I don't think half a season is enough time to build it. And he's a big man. Yeah. I think, uh, we're better suited the way we are with our small, small ball lineup, even to defeat the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. I don't think Anthony Davis would help us in there. (laughs) Yeah. It's tough though. Two top five players. I mean, he's a monster. Oh yeah. He's very good. I'm a fan of him, but I wouldn't want to trade any of our players. The brow and the claw. We could have it all in one spot. I mean, it'd be cool to see, like, that many stars on the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. But I'd be like having Vince Carter and T-Mac on the same team. Yeah. (laughs) But we got, like, I don't know. We got amazing players. Don't get me wrong. I'm also, I think about giving up this young group. And I think that these pieces fit well together, and I don't think they would necessarily be as valuable on another team. Exactly. Like, we're, we're getting everything out of these guys. Yeah. Because they also want to be here. Yeah. They want to be in Toronto. Like, they love Toronto. But that's the thing. We need, we need the Kwais and the Anthony Davises to say, hey, we Come love to Toronto. Toronto. Might happen. Once, I think once Kawhi stays, like... If he stays, then Toronto, after that, we don't have to sell anything. Players are just going to want to come. That's a good point, because then we could then offer max contracts. Exactly. I don't think giving up their young core. Like, we could win it all this year. Yep. And then be a destination. Forget Anthony Davis. We could win it all this year just with this core (laughs) group that we got. And then once Kawhi stays, other players are going to want to come. Yep. Who wouldn't want to be? Like, if he's staying, that means he's enjoying the team. He's enjoying the culture. He's enjoying the city. Other players are going to be like, I wonder why he stayed. Well, I think him staying would signify that the the program, the Toronto Raptors as a franchise, is run up and down from the top down in a way that produces winners. It's like the San Antonio. I mean, it's bad for Kawhi, considering he has to leave there. But the concept is, is that that whole organization is run in a way that produces winners. And Kawhi said it last week. Like, Toronto understands him. Yep. And he appreciates it. Yeah. And they're they're playing him exactly how he wants to be played and resting him when he wants to rest <sighs> decisions as i just and like this whole ad lebron and kyrie getting back together uh, that oh. really bothers me kyrie kyrie's annoying me these days <laughs> anytime yeah. the ball is not in his hands he's he's a complainer yeah like he should be the one like he should be the one finishing games yep i don't think so I mean, he's super clutch. Oh, yeah, he is. He's a very good... I don't think he's as good a leader as he thinks he is, though. Well, and that's why he called LeBron James to apologize. Yeah. But it's just, anytime a player complains or openly complains to the media Mm -hmm. about their team, you're kind of, you drop down on my list. Yeah. Like, it's happened with, like, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, yeah. Now Kyrie Irving. Yep. Like, it's just... 
just that player. Like, if you're going to do that, just keep it in-house. Yeah. And Call out your, your teammates yeah. face-to-face. But I remember watching, I remember that play that they ran. It was to win the game, right? The, the final shot. Yep. And then he was angry that it didn't go to him. Yep. Or he was angry about something. But otherwise, like, it was a leg- it was a good play. Yeah. And they just happened to miss. But for him to say, like, oh, we don't, the young guys don't understand what it takes to win a championship. They just, <laughs> they just happened to miss that shot. Like, I've seen Kyrie at ends of end, ends of close games fumbling the ball, yep. turnover, turnover, just being too, like, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And that pisses me off. And I'm like, this is a guy that complained about his team, like, not wanting to win. <laughs> like, anyone can do that and be like, you know, they wanted to keep the ball in their hands to try to win the game for the team. Mm-hmm. Him's like, if it's not him, then... Then he doesn't want it to happen. Exactly. All right. Well, <laughs> sorry to get you all wound up about that, Wu Chal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but that'd be crazy. It sounds like you need a CBD hit. <laughs> for the record, he is not taking a vape hit at I'm the not. moment. I'm not. He's being cool. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much for uh, joining us for thank you episode all. five, season two. SO2E05. Yeah, I'm excited. Let us know what you think about the new intro song. And this outro. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you so much for listening to the One and a Half Asians podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at 1.5 Asians Podcast and on Twitter at 15 Asians Podcast. Reach out to us on either platform to let us know what you thought about today's episode. Or to give us ideas about what you'd like to hear Wu and Cody rant about in a future episode.